0: everybody this is drew here i want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of phoenix down this is phoenix down episode number 57.1 and we are continuing our playthrough of the last of us the naughty dog developed sony exclusive um particularly the remastered that's the one you're playing right matt yeah we've, yeah also awesome. yeah we we discussed that so yeah, um, the last thing we left off was we had made it out of Boston proper,
1: um, yeah just there's that one last scene that we didn't talk about, I think as you're you're pushing the car, yeah, and then they keep coming out, and then you gotta hop in the back of the truck and then drive off, yeah, so Bill got us the truck running uh we have to uh
0: battery's dead but uh the alternator's still working so we had to push it off drop the clutch and then take off and we have a little bit of trouble doing that uh there are multiple infected that come out of the woodwork trying to take us out um but yeah we eventually make it to the outskirts of uh bill's town and uh bill gets out and uh he says uh well, we're even, and I don't ever want to see you again. <laughs> oh, um, Bill, what a dick he is! He is a dick. Everybody in this game's kind of a dick. Yeah. Um. So we cut to uh. Summer.
1: Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, the whole game's broken up by season like that. Well, as we'll talk about a little bit later on, they
0: break it up that way. Basically to say a lot of times have like, you know, a lot of time has passed because they've traveled somewhere and I'll be honest with you. Some of the traveling that we will talk about, I don't see happening. <laughs> That's just me, though. So we leave Boston to go to Philadelphia Pittsburgh, I think. Oh, Pittsburgh. That's right. Pittsburgh. I was thinking Philadelphia. Same state, whatever. (laughs) Close enough. Yeah, close enough. I'm sure they're on the opposite sides of the state, but whatever. Um, So we go to Pittsburgh um, to hopefully make our way to the Firefly uh, base, which I'm guessing is – do we ever figure out where exactly – Tommy is, because Tommy, so Joel's brother, Tommy, who we met at the beginning of the game before the outbreak fully happened, uh, he went to join the Fireflies. And the Fireflies are the, obviously the ones that want Ellie um, so that they can possibly work on a cure for the infected disease. Um, And... I don't know exactly where Tommy was supposed to be.
1: Joel knows where he is. Yeah. I thought he was sort of somewhere in the outskirts of Pittsburgh and that's why we're headed there Okay. to meet me because you know, if Tommy was joining the fireflies, you know, as is sort of explicitly revealed that Joel wants to hand Ellie off so that, uh, so that Tommy can, can take her the rest of the way. Cause he's more, I guess, familiar with it. Well, here's my thing
0: and we'll, we'll talk about it because we spend a lot of time here in Pittsburgh and then something happens in Pittsburgh and then it switches to fall. And now we're going toward Tommy's place, which makes me think that we've traveled farther.
1: Yeah. you're Right. It might
0: be farther away. So I don't know where exactly Tommy's place is supposed to be, but, uh, we have to go through Pittsburgh to get there. Uh, unfortunately, Uh, By the time we make it to Pittsburgh, we have to take a detour. Uh, Somebody has blocked the road that we need to go down. Uh, So we decide to take a detour and immediately fall into a trap. Um, There's a man in the middle of the road. He's waving like he needs help, like he's injured. And Joel does not fall for it at all and decides to try and run that guy over. Um, he then pulls out a gun, starts shooting at us along with other people who have been in hiding. Uh, and then we get rammed by a vehicle and our truck crashes into a coffee shop. So, uh, then ensues a giant firefight with what they call the hunters. Uh, hunters are basically bandits or people who what now Uh,
1: basically i think that's what they are yeah you know just roving gangs almost yeah this which are another thing that kind of parallels the road to me there's a there's a number of things in this game in general it's kind of compared to cormac mccarthy's the road Mm -hmm. but that that sort of ambush scene specifically reminds me of the movie as well as something else we see uh, a bit later um but yeah so
0: uh and they the the biggest thing that that kind of stuck out to me is they constantly call Joel and Ellie and anybody else that they're trying to get they call them tourists um but basically what they do is they they find people who are not a part of their gang, kill them, and take whatever they have
1: yep ruthless, so,
0: yeah, very ruthless people um and they're everywhere, it seems like everybody's out to get people. I just, for some reason, I just don't see it. I, for, like, I think in real life, there would be a lot more, especially after the, so at the beginning of the outbreak, I can get people being a little bit more ruthless because it's panic. But after 20 years of this and things, there's plenty of times where, you don't see anything going on. There's just people kind of thing. Um, yeah, sure. You'll run into infected every once in a while, but it seems like things have calmed down. And I just don't get that there's just constant people out there,
1: like huge gangs of people that just Do you think it's different than say the walking dead in that respect. I, I feel like the walking,
0: even in the walking dead it seems like they're always running into a gang of people who are just evil. Right. And I'm just like, I don't get that. I mean, I, like, I I think that there would be a shit ton more communities banding together to stop this more than it would be these small gangs of people fighting constantly. Because I never took such the optimist.
1: I, I mean, I, I think that. Yeah.
0: I just, I wouldn't say I'm an optimist. I'd say that in reality, I think that stuff would actually happen. Uh There's one thing that the human being is known for, and that is for the constant want of order and normalcy. And I just feel like this, it's pretty much just chaos the entire time. And I just don't, I don't, I don't buy that as far as like in a real world sense.
1: I mean, it's a pretty common sort of post-apocalyptic trope. Yeah, you know, Mad Max is the same way, or The Road, or, or Walking Dead. Any of these, any of these stories that are set kind of after the apocalypse have people fending for themselves and small gangs banding together. Um You're right, though. I mean, I it, it it's hard to imagine that that's what we would decay into, but I don't know. You never know.
0: Like I said, like, I I could see that happening at the beginning. Because there's still a lot of panic. You don't know who you can trust. You don't know half these people. But eventually, when things kind of calm down, you'd be like, okay, we got our shit together. How about we stop fighting each other and try to actually work together? And we'll probably solve shit a lot easier that way. You know? Because somebody who has lived 20 years in this world would basically be like, I'm tired of constantly fighting people. You know, or I'm running out of ways to fight people. We don't have ammunition anymore. Or you know, it's it's always that. I'm just like for and I'll go ahead and talk into how I've changed the way I play this game. For 20 years after production stopped, there's a shit ton of ammo laying around, (laughs) and I'm just like, all right. You'd think. That with all this fighting going around... There wouldn't... Nobody in the world... Everybody would have guns... But nobody would have ammunition to put in those guns. With the amount of fighting that we always run into. But instead we run into a bunch of hunters... Who have a tank... That has infinite ammo in a machine gun. Which I'll get into. (laughs) So um, we're basically... Running through Pittsburgh, going through different buildings, trying to hide from these guys. And they're like, I'd say throughout the entirety of Pittsburgh, I probably killed 40 guys. And I'm like, this is a big fucking gang of people. And they're all dying to get a hold of me and this little girl. And I don't know why you think after about five guys got shot, they'd be like, fuck it. Just let them go. Jesus.
1: Well, I don't know. At that point, it's, it's revenge.
0: Maybe I will, I will get to that a little bit later because it, we do see something like that. There, there's something that actually stuck out to me, but most of these guys are just like, you know, standard goons, you know? Yeah. Um, but one of the biggest threats is we are being chased by hunters in a. I I guess, I, I wouldn't call it a tank. It's a bit faster than a tank.
1: Yeah, it's like an APC. APC,
0: right? yeah, an APC with a mounted machine gun on it. Uh And we're being chased by it. Um So we're having to deal with guys on foot as well as that staying out of the line of side of that APC. Um, go through town and eventually we make it, uh, to, it's it's past the hotel. Cause we go through the hotel and everything like that. And then we eventually make it to a part where we run into a couple of survivors. So we're fighting off a bunch of these hunter guys. Then we run into a guy who has a kid with him and we realize, oh, he's not a hunter. He's trying to get away from him as well. So, um, we meet up with, um, Henry and Sam. Uh, Henry looks like he's probably in his, I don't know, mid twenties, maybe late twenties and thirties. But then, but then again, like, I don't know. Uh, and then Sam looks like he's about the same age as Ellie, maybe a little bit
1: older. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to judge age. I just assumed he was early thirties. Cause that's what I am.
0: <laughs> he, yeah,
1: that's the thing. It's like,
0: he, he looks like he's in his early thirties, which means he was a kid when the outbreak started and his brother wasn't born. So Sam is his brother. And I'm just like, oh, you know, your mom and dad had, had a kid after the outbreak and everything happened. I mean, I, I get it probably, it, you know, it probably does happen.
1: Got to find some warmth and love where you can.
0: I guess so. I just I found that like that's a weird situation where you have a, a kid who, you have a guy who was obviously born before the shit hit the fan and he has a younger brother who was born after. But
1: well, that does kind of parallel the Joel and Ellie situation, right? I mean she, you know, she's got this sense of wonder. She doesn't know anything about the outside world. She's never seen monkeys before. You know, so she grew up completely after sort of the fall, whereas he, you know, he's, you know, he's got all this insight to give her. So, I mean, in some ways, I I think it's probably meant to parallel them. right. I'm trying to imagine how old is Joel? Probably late Mm -hmm. 40s. Yeah, or early 50s. Yeah.
0: Somewhere around there.
1: I don't remember exactly what he looked like in that first scene when it was 20 years ago.
0: I mean, to be honest with you, he looked like he was probably in his thirties there,
1: yeah, that's what I thought, and he has a kid that's twelve years old or so, right? ten, yeah, but even then didn't he say that he had Sarah when he was really young?
0: Yeah, I remember him saying that, so maybe he was in like his late twenties when he had Sarah
1: late twenties
0: or he was Wait, no he no, had her no, he had he like he probably had her when he was like maybe nineteen. Yeah. And then she was like what 12 or 13 when she died? Yep. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Well, it, Joel's probably in his early to mid 50s, somewhere around in there maybe. Um But yeah, so he we, may, he's been a, a rough life in the last 20 years. Oh yeah, that's true. He may only be like 38. <laughs> <laughs> and he just looks rough. But um so yeah, uh, we run into Henry and Sam and we decide to try team up with them to try and get the hell out of there. Um they uh and we stick with them for a while. Um we go through the sewer area. We're trying to run away from the hunters. Um we run into the uh APC again. Um we go through like this underground area. That looks like, uh, there were survivors there at one time who had a bunch of kids, no less, cause they had like a bunch of playrooms and shit, but they've pretty much all turned into infected.
1: Yep. And then um, we get separated.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then we get separated and then we meet up again. Um, Henry has a few things. He, 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 it seems that he has, is very strict with his brother. Yep. He can't went, take any. Yeah. Can't take anything any, that's useless.
1: Yep. Yeah. I didn't get the sense. Was he trying to keep Sam a minimalist? I thought. You know, at first that was my thought. But I thought afterwards that it was really just him trying to convince Sam that you shouldn't steal, no matter whether the people are around or not. It wasn't like a survival thing. It was like an etiquette thing. I think. Yeah. I mean,
0: it, I don't know. See, the longest time it, it, he acted like he was his dad. Um, yeah. and telling him, yo, what have I told you? Don't take, you know, don't take what's not yours and only take what you need kind of thing. Uh, and we get that from they going to like a, a toy store and they find like a little robot toy that he's, he's looking at and admiring and he tells him to put it back because you don't need that.
1: Um. So so guys, all around, first impression is that you know they're helping you. They're you know they're the kind of people that you would want to band up with. Right. They seem relatively resourceful. uh, Right up until they dick us over. Dick Joel over.
0: Yeah. So um, we uh, the the issue is is that um we're getting chased. And, uh, Henry, we're we're basically trying to climb something. We're climbing like a truck and, uh, Henry gets up there. He pulls up Sam, he pulls up Ellie and then the ladder falls and we can't make it up there. And he's like, we got to go. Sorry. And ran off. Ellie then decides to jump off the truck and join Joel again. And that's when we get away. Um, we then float down river. We jumped into a river because, uh, we made it to the bridge and, oh look, the bridge is actually out. Uh, so we have to jump because there's not nowhere else to go. Uh, and apparently when we wake up, um, Henry and Sam saw us floating down river and, uh, helped us onto shore. Of course, Joel's not very happy about that and, starts to beat the shit out of Henry. Uh, but then, uh, he stops because Ellie's like, he did save us.
1: So, and then Henry uses the excuse. I saved you by leaving you behind. Yeah. You know, (laughs) the only reason you got away and got to the river and then jumped in was because I left. I, that's some kind of a twisting of the story, but right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe did he help them get to that point? I'm not sure. I remember Laura was watching me to play that part and she's like, what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a dick, kind of selfish, like everybody else in this world. Right. You know, you just uh, stay alive and it's your own life at all uh, you know, above all uh, others. Um, but I guess less of a dick than most other people.
0: Yeah. So, um, after making it through like the tunnel and all that stuff, uh, we eventually, uh, make it into the suburbs of, uh, Pittsburgh. And here comes, I think probably the most annoying part of this game for me so far.
1: Are you talking about the, the sniper rifle fight? The sniper
0: part? fight. Getting to that asshole took me like five tries. <laughs> And I would make it almost to the building and then get ambushed. So there is a street that kind of goes down a hill. And when we get there, there's a guy who is sniping at us. So Joel, for some odd fucking reason, decides I'll go take him out on my own. So he leaves Sam and Henry and Ellie behind and starts to slowly move his way up, cover to cover, from the sniper. And when he gets to a certain point, the sniper has all his buddies come out of the house. And I swear, these guys... These guys are like fucking ninjas, how somehow they just get behind me, and I don't know how they did it.
1: Um, I do think it, that's interesting how the... AI is different whether you're fighting like a normal human versus an infected um, in the way that you know if you have a gun they'll take cover and they just act differently if they're people whereas the, the infected come at you like yeah the infected just bum rush you like Pennywise in the IT trailer
0: <laughs> is that the second time we've made that reference Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god.
1: What do you Two th- the moment.
0: Let let let's let's, let's talk about that. Let, let's hold the last us for a second. What do you think of that trailer? What do you think how do you think they're going to handle that?
1: I think the movie's going to be pretty slick. I think it's going to be pretty good. I think it's going to be scary. But I don't think I can love it as much as the original. Yeah.
0: That's my thing. I think they're going to
1: uh, I just hope it doesn't end up like all – there was a whole slew of remakes that I felt were – I think we've even discussed this before. We have. Were really like cleanly done. They looked nice, but they were soulless. Yeah. Like RoboCop or uh,
0: – Poltergeist.
1: Yeah, Poltergeist. I'm thinking of the other sci-fi one that came out right right around the time of RoboCop. you talking about Total Recall? Yeah, Total Recall. Oh, Total Recall was horrible. I prefer RoboCop over Total Recall any day. Yeah, me too. But both of them I thought were slick and soulless.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, though. That remake of Dread? Fantastic. Yeah. I absolutely love that movie. I'm a sucker for a movie that it all takes place in one area.
1: Yeah. 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 And too. that's,
0: that's what I loved about it was like, they're stuck in this apartment complex and they can't get out. And I was, I absolutely love that. But anyway, uh, yeah, it looks okay. It looks creepy. My thing is, is that, yeah, there were a few moments where Tim Curry, cause I always saw him as Tim Curry. I never found
1: Pennywise scary at all in the original one. Cause I always just well, saw him as Tim Curry. That's kind of the thing though, right? Almost all of Stephen King's horror movies aren't that scary anymore because they were all so low budget yeah. that they all came off kind of corny. Yeah. Most of his movies, at least the ones that are, you know, quote unquote, Stephen King, right? Most of his best movies aren't his horror movies. So, I, you know, I think there's, there's room to have a really good horror movie that's based on a Stephen King book. I mean, that that's almost unprecedented. So if they can, if they can do that here, they're breaking new ground. And between that and the Dark Tower coming out. Uh, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that Stephen King can have a cinematic resurgence here. Yeah. But, um,
0: yeah, Um, back to the sniper. We take out the sniper, finally. How did
1: you get to him? You said you had a tough time getting to him? Uh-huh. Did I, you I, right up the middle? or No, I went around the side to
0: the left where there's like a burned out building.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, even even past that. So the very last thing is, like, a fence that goes all the way along the road. So if you get past the burned-out building, yeah. Did you kind of take a right and then go through the opening in the middle. Because I think there's a point where you can also, if you go farther left, I think you can climb up on, like, a dumpster or something and hop the fence. Uh-huh. And you can get behind all those guys that keep, you know, getting behind you. And I, I think you can actually, if you hop over that fence... If I remember correctly, you can cross the street and then get behind the building the sniper was in and then start taking people out from behind them instead of them doing that to you.
0: Um, What I eventually did was was hang back and wait for every guy to come at me. And I finally took them all out to where there was only the sniper
1: left and I just ran right in the front door. I gotcha. I have gotten really good at aiming lately in this game. I'm pulling off headshots with the pistols like every other person I can headshot. Which is really nice to save that ammo and really take him out in one shot. Yeah. So, um, make it up there to the sniper.
0: Of course, there's like a little mini cutscene, quick time event where he ambushes us. Um, and, uh, took him out. Which I should mention, uh, I have had multiple people watch me play this game. I've had my fiance, Laura, watch me play the game. And then my dad came over, randomly, <laughs> and was like, "What are you playing?" I was like, "It's called The Last of Us. It's a zombie game." He's like, "Okay." And so he sat down watching. He likes The Walking Dead, and oh. uh, he sat down and was watching me play it. And I did this part with with dad watching me, and uh, he was like, "Damn, you fighting like?" Because he became up. He said, "Are these like the saviors or something?" I'm like, "Kinda. They're just a bunch of dicks that I have to kill." <laughs> Um, And then I got to the sniper part. So after you take out the sniper, you have to then cover Ellie, Sam, and Henry as they run toward you. And there's a bunch of guys coming Uh to the point where eventually the APC shows back up. And you have to be precise with this because uh eventually the APC, they, they will open up the top of it and a guy will come out and throw Molotovs at your guys. And you have to time it right to where you can pop him whenever he pops up out of the, out of the hatch. Um, but after all that gunfighting, that attracts a bunch of the infected. And they go and start attacking, uh, and we pretty much get overwhelmed. Um, they, they they're attacking Ellie, Henry, and Sam. Um, but, um, you're trying to snipe them off. Uh, to which my dad said, oh, those are the zombies? He said, damn, they move fast, don't they? I'm like, yeah, these are different kinds of zombies. <laughs> he's used to the slow plotting ones. Um, And one of them jumps on Sam. And, uh you, you know, you can snipe it off, but it, it kind of takes him by surprise. and He's laying there on the ground for a minute. But eventually you escape make it to a place where you guys can hold up for the night. And uh, you have a little bit of a cut scene with uh, Henry and Joel talking about motorcycles and, you know, talking about how it was before the uh, outbreak happened before the end of the world, basically. Um, yeah.
1: And then you have the little scene with Ellie and Sam. Yeah. Where Ellie had picked up the toy that Sam couldn't get earlier. Yeah, and gives it to him, and then uh, he throws it on the ground. Um, well,
0: he doesn't do it in front of Ellie. Ellie's like, "Okay, well, I'll see you later. We're gonna get some rest." And then you, she closes the door, and then he throws it on the ground, and uh, like he's pissed off. And then um, the that scene ends with him rolling up
1: his uh, pant leg. And you see that there was a bite on his leg, which to, to me is another example of how good the writing is in this game. Because in that, in that, those dialogue exchanges, he seems like something's wrong. Yeah. And like you know, he, he he he's he's acting very bleak. Like, what's the point of this? I don't care anymore. And you know, is it just the stress of the situation? Then at the end, you find out, no, it's not. He's he's been bit. So, of course, he's not going to be looking to the future
0: yeah he was asking Ellie do you believe in heaven yeah and she's like I probably don't she says that seems like something that the people who knew the world before it is now that seems like one of their things um so uh we wake up the next morning uh there uh Joel and uh Henry are cooking and Ellie is there and she's like uh Won't you go wake up uh, Sam? Tell him to come get breakfast. She then opens the door and sees that Sam has turned into an infected. He then jumps on top of Ellie. Uh, Joel uh, immediately jumps for his gun, and Henry pulls his gun out on Joel and told him, not to save Ellie, yeah, not to save Ellie he pulls his gun out on Joel and says, "Don't you fucking do it,
1: and that's like, my brother, that's
0: my fucking brother, um and in a fit of desperation, Henry then shoots Sam and kills him, and Henry kind of loses it there, yep he uh, left. yeah there's the, he he's basically. Stammering to himself, what have I done? What have I done? And then while Joel's trying to coax him to put the gun down, Henry then pulls the gun and puts it onto his head and then pulls the trigger.
1: What was anyone watching you play when you got to this part? My dad was. Ooh, That's some shit.
0: <laughs> the, and it was to a point and like the cinematography in this game. It's so fucking well done because you know, it's like this crazy, everybody's like, all right, put the gun down. He's like, no, this is your fault. He's like, no, it's my fault. Everybody's kind of tense and everybody's, you know, really scared. And you see him quickly put the gun to his head and pull the trigger. And it immediately cuts to black and it says fall. And I remember when that happened, both me and dad at the in unison said, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we were like, oh my God, that is so fucking horrible. And it was, it was horrible. And then dad was like, all right, well, I'm going to go. So I'll see you later. <laughs> and he left after that. <laughs> to to uh,
1: me, it's, it's the scenes like that that make this game so much different than you know, I, I guess you would label this survival horror, right? I mean, it, it it's that more than it's anything else. Um, you know, first I wanted to call it adventure, but I think with the limited ammo and and the the tense scenes, it's not really an adventure game for me.
0: I wouldn't call it a horror game though, because I'm never actually scared. I'm just tense the entire time. Um, uh, that's true because. Like, like I said, uh, I think on N4G, um, Laura watched me play a lot of this game and she actively said that this game stresses her out just watching it. Like, she, like, every time I'm in a firefight or if I'm, especially whenever we're going into close quarters combat and stuff like that, she's like, it just, it's, everything's just tense all the time. And she's like, I, I really don't like watching this game. Is what hmm. she told me. It should, yeah, I mean, and it's understandable because after I get done with a firefight, I'm just, you know, I'm just like, God, fuck this, you know?
1: Yeah, which is interesting because that is clearly what they're going for. Yeah. Especially with the combat.
0: But I will say, um, after I've gotten deeper into this game and I'm not conserving all of my ammunition. I'm having an easier time with it. I still think the aiming is bad for me. Mm. Um, but I feel like they give me just enough ammo to make it to the next encounter. Um, and I, I don't know. It's, it's you, this, this, la- this whole section that we're talking about here, like, like even the upcoming parts feel more like a shooter than it does a, a thinking game. Cause see the first part of this game, when you're like sneaking around and trying to figure out the best way to take guys out, I call it a thinking game because you have to
1: yeah choose your spots.
0: Yeah. You have yeah. to come up with a strategy. Um, But in this, this section right here that we're all talking about, it felt more like a shooter just here's a bunch of guys, try to flank them. If you can just you know, pick your shots kind of thing. Um, and I feel like I can handle that a little bit more than I can. The whole build your strategy around sneaking behind guys, because that to me
1: is just, it don't work for me. Uh, cause I feel like it, I feel like it turns to that a bit more in the, in the later chapters. I, I'm sure it probably does. So after,
0: that horrible thing, it cuts immediately to fall. And we are now coming up on, well, we think it's on farther down, but we're coming up on a, a power plant. Um, a, was it like a water plant? Yeah. Hydroelectric, electric. hydroelectric plant. Um, that we have to obviously figure out how to get into. Or we're trying to go around it to get to Tommy's um and at this point, this is where I'm like, I have no idea where we are, what state we're in, or what um it's obviously fall, it's obviously getting pretty cold, so I would say it's probably earlier mid November kind of thing um but the one thing is I don't know where we are
1: exactly uh um, oh they're in Wyoming. Really? Yep. Jackson, Wyoming. Okay.
0: I don't see how they made it to Wyoming. Traveling like that. What's
1: that now? In, in what? Roughly two or three months? Uh, I mean, I guess. Uh. I mean, I, if you just call it by the seasons, you've got quite a lot of leeway in time. Yeah. Right? Summer could be June, <laughs> and fall could be September, even October. Or even November. Yeah.
0: So, I guess, but that's a big gap. So, okay, we made it to Wyoming. Yeah, nah, I didn't know that. Um. And uh, we make it to this power plant. Um, but come to find out, uh, when we try to get into the power plant, it's occupied by a bunch of people. Um, particularly Joel's brother, Tommy. Uh, he is there, and he's kind of started a life at this place. Um, in fact, he has a wife now. Is it Marie? Uh, Maria. Maria. Um and, um, they have worked on this, uh, this plant to where they can possibly have electricity. Um, they've set up a pretty good perimeter and, uh, have like 20. I think he said there's over 20 families that live here now. Um, and, uh, originally Joel, while going to the power plant, was telling Ellie, I don't know what I'm feeling because the last time, I talked to my brother. He told me he never wanted to see me again, but when he gets to the gate and, he, and Tommy sees him, Tommy's really happy to see him. Um, and we, you know, we get a tour of the whole place
1: as they're sort of fixing the the power plant. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. There's, there's your community that's trying to settle down and, maybe not be bandit-like. Yeah. And then um,
0: Joel finally, he's like, look, I need to talk to you. Uh, This girl here is, um, she's immune. Obviously he doesn't believe it. He's like, I'm telling you the truth. She's, you know, she can inhale spores. She's been bit before. She can't turn. She's immune to this fungal disease, whatever it is. And I want you to take her to the fireflies because he's obviously given up on the fireflies. Um, but he knows where they are and he's like, I don't, I, you know, this area better than I do. And truth be told, I don't want this burden anymore. Um, so while this is going on, eventually, we get attacked by bandits. The plant gets attacked by bandits. Once again, here comes the bad guys. Uh, I found this section to be actually pretty easy. These guys are fucking idiots.
1: I was going to say, I feel like this is probably the single most shootery section in the game. Oh, yeah. Because it it's sort of a narrow, it's like a bridge you're on or something. Yeah. And there's not as much room to to flank and come up with alternate strategies as there are in most of the other parts of the game.
0: The whole time I was walking through this, cause see, so we walked through it as a tour with Tommy, and I'm thinking, okay, this is obviously going to be a place where I fight a bunch of guys. <laughs> so while I'm walking, I'm like, okay, there's cover, there's cover. I'm like, you know, it's, it's not hard to see this stuff.
1: Um, yeah, these crates are piled suspiciously. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, look, there's a crate.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, we, um, We have a firefight against a bunch of bandits. After we take them out, um, the, uh, Tommy sees how we're with Ellie and he's like, all right, fine. I'll fucking take him. So, uh, he tells his wife, his wife is very upset about this. Yep. She's like, I don't want you to fucking go. I don't give a damn. And she's, but he's like, I got to do this. So. She comes up to Joel and she's like, I don't, if, if anything happens to him, it's on your ass. So the problem there is, is that Ellie saw Tommy and, and Maria arguing and she said, are they arguing over me? And he's like, don't worry about it. We'll talk about it later. Well, Ellie runs off. Cut not it out. She has stolen one of their horses and is riding off somewhere. So now we have to go after her. So Joel and Tommy jump on horses and try to find her tracks. We're able to track her down. Unfortunately, we run into a bandit camp, which makes me think, how the fuck did Ellie get past this bandit camp? (laughs) When these guys have to make force us to get off our horses and they're throwing Molotov cocktails at us constantly. But beside the point, we take out the bandit camp and we eventually make it to a ranch. And Ellie is up there, upstairs. Joel is very upset with her. Um, and he's like, you don't get it. You quite possibly may be the future of humanity and you're treating it like it's nothing. And she's, she gets it. She was told by, uh, Maria what happened to Joel's daughter, Sarah. Mm -hmm. And she's like, look, I am not, I'm not Sarah. So you don't have to treat me like some kid. I just want to be a part of something and I want you to not leave me.
1: And this conversation is such a culmination of so many things that have happened in this game to this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that. It's the moments like this argument that they have. that just elevate this game so much higher than most other games for me. Yeah. Just the way all of the whole game folds into like this conversation.
0: Yeah. So we see how Joel doesn't want this because obviously he has bad memories of trying to take care of a girl during this whole thing. It didn't end very well. He sees a lot of Sarah and
1: Ellie, and and he may even been aware initially that that's why he was so reluctant. Yeah, and um,
0: the conversation goes that she says, "I'm not, I'm not like Sarah, and I, I can, I just want to be a part of something." And Joel then says, "You're right, you're not my daughter." And I sure as hell am not your father.
1: And I was like, "God damn!" Yeah, it's not even like a cliffhanger or really that much of a reveal, but so much of the game builds up to that conversation. It's just, it. I I I don't know of another game that's done it half as well.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's powerful. There's there's a bunch of stuff in this game that are is very just hard. Like that's the thing. It, it, like it, Henry committing suicide and this conversation there's just a lot of stuff in this game that is just you just think fuck, you know? I was like you guys are just ruthless. You know?
1: And I think all of that is sort of juxtaposed with that brutality of the one-on-one combat, and the way that you know Ellie makes so many comments about how she can't believe it's happening and it's so, you know, it's almost inhuman the way we're killing people, and it's sort of, you know, it, it highlights that humanity that they have sort of, um, that you know, comes to light in in scenes like this because this type of scene. You know, as we've talked about with other games, this type of scene doesn't mean much if you've just mowed down, you know, 300 people with machine guns. You have a scene like this, it's like, well, you're kind of a hypocrite. You know, what what do these small emotions matter when, you know, in, in the wake of everything that you've just done? But the fact that they keep the combat so... You, you never get numb to the combat in this game. Yeah, it's visceral. Yeah, it's visceral, but it's not just bloody like God of War is visceral, but it's it's almost like it comes with emotional repercussions in this game which then make a scene like this even more important. Yeah. Because these are people who are dealing with a whole lot of shit inside their head as well as in the world around them.
0: That was that's one thing I do have to give it and you you just reminded me of it was it seems like every time I brutally kill somebody Ellie's always saying, Jesus Christ, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, fuck. So things, things are always shocking her and Joel's kind of just, I got to do it. You know, every time I hit a guy with a fucking baseball bat with spikes on it or, you know, shoot shoot a guy at point blank range with a fucking shotgun and make him do a backflip. Some of the physics in this
1: game is a little weird (laughs) Um, for how realistic it looks. (laughs) It's the kind of game that makes me even read more into it. Like in my mind, Joel is working out his issues with Ellie when he kills these people because he's so upset that she reminds him of Sarah. uh I don't know that that's ever even implied in the game, but in my mind, that's definitely what he's doing.
0: Have you – I know you pick pick them up, like the notes and stuff like that that you find. Do you read a lot of them?
1: I was going to bring that up, actually. I I almost wish they gave me more of a reason. I haven't read any of them, essentially.
0: It's nice because when you read some of them, both Joel and Ellie comment on them. Oh, really? Yeah, and some of them are pretty hardcore, like – um. God, there was one, it was about the kids. It was never you were in the, uh, sewers and you found the play, the play, the play area where the kids are and you found a note talking about it. And I remember like, it, it was just like, uh, like, I'm here with the kids and we're surrounded by infected. It's only a matter of time before they take them. And after you put the note away, Joel was just like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking. Yeah. fucking horrible. You know, it's 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 small little things like that.
1: It's funny like uh for for me a good narrative like this is something that makes you feel and th- you're right, this is not a horror game in that it's not trying to make you feel scared, but goddamn is it not depressing and bleak and yeah. painful to get through some of these things yeah. and to imagine that they've had to live in this world. Right.
0: Um but yeah, we're at the ranch, uh, in this giant fucking house. Um, and, oh, look, here come more bandits. And, um, I kill all the bandits except for one. And this is where I bring this up. Um, it's because, uh, there's one guy left. He's down at the bottom. And it's just, it's part of the game. It's like, it's not like a cutscene or anything like that, but, you know, like sometimes you'll hear the guys will say stuff, mm-hmm. and um, that guy's left and he's hiding behind like a couch or something. I don't know what he's hiding behind, um, but you he, he he deliberately said he said, "You killed all my fucking friends," and then I shot him obviously, but um, but it was just like yeah, I mean they're they're trying to establish a little bit of like these guys kind of banded together to be assholes, um. But yeah no it's it's pretty fucking brutal, but for so- like it, i I'll put it this way because while that scene with Ellie and Joel is very powerful, Joel kind of turns around really fucking quickly, yeah, he does, and that that kind of just threw me off a little bit because we 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 rode for maybe twenty minutes on a horse. And then he's like, I right, get on my horse. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Uh, like, no other exposition at all. So, um, Joel then changes his mind and says, all right, I will take you to the fireflies. Um, and he asks, uh, Tommy, where are they? And he says they're at the, uh, the University of Colorado. Yeah. Eastern Colorado. Eastern Colorado. Yeah. Um, there's like a science lab there. Yep. And he said, that's where they were trying to figure out a cure for this. And he's like, you need to head there to which, like I said before, this was what made me think these, their traveling is inconsistent because I was thinking on horseback, I was originally thinking where they were, they were still close to like Pennsylvania somewhere and they rode on a horse to to Colorado and I was like there's fucking no way <laughs> and uh but no nah, they apparently they're in Wyoming
1: yeah so they're on their way
0: west yeah so uh they it cuts again to uh it's been a t- a, a while uh we're in probably late fall at this point. And uh we arrive at the uh the university. Uh and when we get there, it looks like there's nobody here. Something obviously must have happened. Um because we can't find fireflies anywhere. We find a few remnants of where they were. Uh, They have their, their little markings and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and you could tell it was like barricaded. Yeah.
0: At one time, this place was kind of a fortress. But not anymore. It's only filled with infected. And infected monkeys, apparently. Yeah. Because uh, there's monkeys jumping
1: around, and we're like, wow, they're just roaming around. Um, so we see them actually. You see them... I think as you're, as you're reaching like the center of campus yeah. and there's a little group of them and, and Ellie comments that she's never seen one before. Right. But um, this is basically, we're trying to make it to
0: the, the research lab, which is um, it's part of campus, but we got to go all the way through campus to get there. It's a building that looks like a bunch of mirrors uh, which we see it in the background and we're like, okay, we need to make our way over there, which I do like that about this game is that a graphically, it looks great
1: mm-hmm. and
0: B, what you see in the background. Normally you're going to go
1: there. Yeah. They, they do that very, very clearly in this game. Like when you're looking for the bridge, you know, there's a lot of times you go into buildings, do a bunch of stuff, 10 minutes later you pop out into the street and you can see the bridge again and you're closer. Which, you know, I hadn't actually thought of this till just now, but it reminds me of one of the really early PAX events. Um, Naughty Dog had a, uh, like a session, like an hour session on level design. And I remember very clearly that was one of the things they emphasized was that and this was for I think Uncharted two, maybe three, but they were talking about how they really like to put things in the background, then have you like wind around a cliff and then come out and see that same thing again to kind of reinforce what you're doing and remind you where you're going and, and what the purpose is of of this journey.
0: Yeah, you're having progression, seeing progression.
1: Yeah, and seeing that progression. And I hadn't really thought of that 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 session, that hour session, until just now when you said that, but. But yeah, I mean that that's something that they highlighted that they like to do and it's very evident in this game I think because they do it at least at least three or four times in the game. Yeah. But um so we're going through
0: campus. Um not much to talk about here um because it seems like Joel's always by himself on the campus. If you get off the horse, she stays with the horse. Uh you have to open up a few gates and stuff like that. Um kind of standard video game trope of this gate's I- locked, let's find a way to open it. Yeah. Um, but you do run into a bunch of infected. In fact, you actually run into a bloater at one time.
1: Uh, which, those guys are pushovers now. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually didn't even have to kill this one. I killed him. I
0: killed everybody. I killed everything in this. Um, because I had plenty of ammo to do it. Um, and like the whole hall was filled with clickers, and now I have both upgraded Joel to the point where if a clicker grabs me, I automatically use a shiv on him. Yeah, it's a good one. And I am really good at just—I mean, clickers are kind of easy to sneak around.
1: And yeah, because you can walk right up to their front, which is nice. Yeah,
0: I mean that's that's the biggest thing is like I never run out of shivs anymore because i have shivs that last two hits and you know i'm constantly finding stuff to make more
1: yeah so i ended up shivving all the clickers and just kind of creeping around the bloater i never actually it never came after me until i was through the next door right which was kind of cool although terrifying because that thing is even scarier than the clicks that the clicker makes <laughs> the um I just, I saw
0: him at a distance and threw a Molotov and lit him on fire. And then he, (laughs) he was, you know, doing his whole, ah, man on fire thing. And then I shot him twice with a shotgun he died. And I was like, okay, (laughs) easy enough. But yeah, eventually we get to the building that looks like a bunch of mirrors. um, The research lab itself. Uh, And that is um, when we go inside, It's pretty much abandoned. There's nothing really there except a bunch of monkeys, which I found a tape recorder of, and uh, they mentioned in the recording that uh, they originally tried to establish this stuff and try to figure out how to make a cure using monkeys. So all those monkeys are basically infected. And Joel makes a comment of, like, I'm glad we didn't mess with those monkeys. (laughs) Um, so, uh, but the thing is, is that eventually we make it to the last part of this area. Uh, we find a corpse a skeleton, basically. Uh, it's been years since the fly fireflies were there and we, but we found out where they have basically moved to and they have moved to Salt Lake city. Um, so, um uh, we now know where to go, but there's a problem. More bandits have showed up. These fucking bandits. I swear to God, man, they just follow us around. And, um, we get pretty much a pretty big firefight with bandits, uh, throughout the labs. Um, and we get to a point where we, uh, Joel gets cornered uh on the railing of the, I think the second floor.
1: Yep, yeah, so you're on the second floor.
0: And uh there's a bandit there, he's trying to push him off. Uh Joel uh falls but grabs him along with him. And when Joel lands, he unfortunately lands on a rebar that is sticking up out of the ground and it goes through his stomach, impales him. Uh, Ellie shows up, comes down there to help him, pulls him off of the rebar, which is just, whew, you know that's got to hurt. Oh, yeah. And now he is slowly bleeding out while still trying to fight off guys.
1: You uh, get a weird, a little bit of a weird change here because you actually see Ellie murder some people, four, five, six people. Oh, yeah. On the way out. Uh, We, you know, we're stumbling,
0: um, falling constantly. Ellie's trying to help us, telling us to keep moving. We're running into guys. There's a guy at one time corners us uh, while we're hiding behind cover. She's going to sneak behind him. Um, We distract him and Ellie shoots him. And then toward the end, uh, we get ambushed by two other guys, Uh, who, one of them pulls out a fucking pipe and hits Ellie in the fucking face with it. And then while she's on the ground, pulls out her gun and like unloads on that guy. Uh, but we finally make it back to the horse. We kill a guy who's right there at the horse. And, uh, Ellie throws us up on the horse. And we start riding off. We make it a little bit out of the, uh, campus. Uh, it's starting to snow. Uh, and then Joel is so weak that he falls off the horse, and Ellie doesn't know what to do fade to black fade to black and now pops up winter and that is where we will stop uh I could have played more, but I feel like that's actually a really good just stopping point,
1: yeah, yeah the the season breaks are. Both good because it you know it's a natural transition, but also they tend to end on more powerful things, yeah. be it something like this, Joel's apparent death, or Henry blowing his brains out.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where we're gonna stop. I do have an email. This email comes in from Jamie. It is titled "The Last of Jamie's Nerves." <laughs> uh, she writes. Okay, so I chickened out last week. I have to say that I was pretty bored with the beginning of the game, and I honestly didn't really care too much about the characters. As you guys said on the podcast, uh these are pretty much bad people, and it's hard to care about them. Even Ellie is a pain in the ass, and I really didn't give a shit that she might be the cure, not worth the effort. I played until I got to the uh first infected and clicker encounter, I tried to be stealthy, which is my favorite kind of gameplay, by the way. I love games where you can completely sneak by without confrontation, but I think it's almost impossible sometimes. Anyways, first try, uh I stealth took down one infected, was spotted by another, and had my throat ripped out by a clicker. I turned that game off fast. <laughs> to be fair, I was playing at night, and everyone was asleep, and I was pretty sure that at that point this game wasn't going to happen. So by the time the podcast was out, I wasn't up to the place where you stopped. Actually, I'm still not there, but I decided to listen anyways. I mean, I'm sure that people will yell at me for listening to spoilers, but I think it's actually helped me. Knowing what's going to happen is making me less scared of it. It's also making me feel more prepared since I've been stocking up on things knowing there is a battle coming. I also dropped the difficulty down to easy. Now, there are parts where I find it almost laughably easy. Clickers have actually become a joke. As long as I don't walk straight into one, they won't see me. The infected are where things get dicey, because if one of them sees me, uh then the clickers will also go off, and that's sometimes almost game over right there. That said, when I was playing yesterday, a runner looked right at me and kept on going. That was close. <laughs> I had a feeling it was letting me get away with probably more than I should. I'm pretty much useless with a gun so far. I almost exclusively use melee weapons. I love a good pipe to smash in heads. I also find myself hoarding shivs to make sure I have something to ward off clickers. The second nope part for me was when I got hung upside down and had to shoot the zombies coming for us. I love the autosave because that was an immediate shutdown as well. I've come to the conclusion that I'm going to have to play this in short bursts. I probably won't keep up with you guys, but I've decided to keep going. Story-wise, I'm actually starting to like it. I just got to the part where they're talking to Bill, I think, and Joel is really sticking to his guns on finishing the mission. Maybe it's because of Tess, or maybe it's because he's finally seeing, feeling like he has a purpose, and falling back into the role of father. I had an awe moment when he carried Ellie, when he called Ellie honey. So clearly, there is a relationship that's starting to happen. I'm pretty sure this game is going to end with Joel sacrificing himself to save her, uh, some such in the end. Uh, how are, how, that's how these things, that's how these stories go, right? Uh, anyways, I will continue to work my way through bit by bit as long as my nightmares don't get too bad. My zombie dreams are awful last night. Working on my courage, Jamie. Well, thank you, Jamie,
1: for that email. Yeah. I, I'm curious if you do stick with it long term or if you know another week or so and then that's the end of it yeah
0: i you know she brings up a point which i've I've already said i don't find this game very scary i find it tense as shit and um i find it i mean it's just tense i mean that's that's the best way to describe it. it like i'm always you know i'm low on ammo here comes a guy rushing me um this is multiple things about it, but I, I don't find it. I wouldn't really call this game a horror game.
1: No, I, I think you're right. I don't think it's meant to be scary. Yeah. Say.
0: But um. But yeah, no, it's
1: it. You know. So, what st- are your, th- your thoughts on it now? I mean, this the first section was replaying what you had already played the first time you bought it, right? But now it's been new content. Do you have any? Has your opinion changed at all? Do you have any? Different thoughts, or is it, or you just think it's more of the same so far, and you're waiting to see? Uh, and I'm curious. What your thoughts are overall on it at this point, sort of two thirds of the way through the game.
0: I have, I have definitely warmed up to this game a little bit more. Um, it's one of those even even if you play a bad game, like if it just plays bad, you condition yourself to to play it. And it's just like like how we did with Alone in the Dark, which is one of the most infuriating fucking games to play ever. Yes. But we got to the point where we were actually decent at playing that game. And I feel like I'm doing it in this one. And The Last of Us is by no means a bad game. I'm not saying it is. Um But it, I don't like how it controls. I feel like it controls clunky. I feel like the aiming is off. And I I don't think anything will ever really change that for me, but I have conditioned myself to learn how to play it a little bit better. The fact that I have not been so conservative on my ammo has really helped me out a lot. Um, because I, like a lot of times I feel like, yeah, I, I should just, you know, go up and slug a guy in the face, but instead let me just pull out a shotgun and take him out in one hit. You know, it, I feel like the, the game does a good job of keeping you stocked with healing items and ammo to where each fight will be tense, but you can successfully make it through it. Um, the story's phenomenal. I think the Naughty Dog has always been good storytellers, and you know, the, the acting, the characters, the relationships is, is top notch. Yeah, it always has been. Even whenever I first played this game, I was like, Yeah, I, I like. Seeing these characters, um, so yeah, I, I feel like I have warmed up to it a little bit more. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think I am en- I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying seeing the story. Every time every time I play uh, play the game and I go through a door and it cuts to a cutscene, I I'm happy because I was like, okay, cool. I want to see what's going to happen next because there's not that many cutscenes in this game so far. A lot of this stuff is all done in game, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, I, but it, it you know, it looks great. Um, the acting's great. I think but overall I'm enjoying it a lot. I just, to, to me, the, the combat and some, even some of the exploration stuff is just a little clunky. Uh, well, it's, I wouldn't say it's a little clunky. It's, it's definitely clunky for me. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying the game. You know, I never said I, I wouldn't enjoy the game. I mean, like I said, I keep an open mind with everything, but yeah, I I'm warming up to it. That's the best way to describe how I feel about it. And well, how about you, Matt? I mean, this is your second playthrough of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, again, I think I agree with most of what you're saying. I think I've, Really grown used to the aiming in it. It's a. I don't even. I don't think I would call it bad. I think I would just call it loose. It's a bit loose. Um, maybe that equates to bad. But I think as you, as you say, I think I've adapted to it a bit. So I've actually gotten really good with headshots lately, which make me feel like I'm amazing at this game. Um, but in general, I. It's weird. You mentioned that it has a good story. I think I would almost say that this reminds me of Mass Effect 2 in the sense that the story is only there to push things along. I don't know that there's a whole lot of story to this game relative to the character. So similar to Mass Effect 2, most of my enjoyment of that game comes just from the dialogue and the interactions with the other team members there. Most of my enjoyment of this game comes from the characters banter with each other. Yeah. And, and these moments, like, like we see at the end of each one of these seasons, or that argument that Ellie and Joel have. I mean, t- to me, that is like the absolute highlight of this game. And it's so much better than other games at that, that I'm okay with other parts of it being just okay. Right. Um, but to be honest, I think I'm actually liking this game a bit more than I did the first time I played it Yeah. Um, and, and some of that's almost coming off of having finished Uncharted 4 at the beginning of the year which is a spectacular game in its own right but is Uncharted through and through uh-huh. um, but to me so many more of the components of this game fit together to make the package work That I I just, the the more I play it, the the only things I don't really like are some of the exploration parts and some of the the weird ladder things that kind of seem like they're out of place in the game. Oh my god, that
0: fucking, like I posted that thing on Twitter. Yeah. I was just like, really? I'm at the fucking wall. Put the fucking ladder on the wall. And no, he puts it on the ground. And I'm just like, fuck this. Yeah, you know, I was like this is this is some of the stuff that pisses me off about this game. You know. But I don't know. Yeah. It's it's, you know. I it's it's still a game. That's the thing. It's like you're going to find parts where it's like, "Oh, that's totally something you'd see in a video game." Like a perfect example when we were going on the tour of the power plant, uh, I stood there at the door waiting on somebody to open the door and Maria just kind of stood there and I'm like, "Let's go, Maria." And she just kind of just stood there. So I then walked away from her and then walked back. And then she opened the door. I'm like, come on. I mean, you know, it's it's small stuff like that where, you know, you know, you're playing a game and you're like, okay, I know how to fix this. I need to reenter the scene, you know, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. She hasn't (laughs) been triggered.
0: Yeah. She hasn't been triggered. It's like the classic oblivion. If you remember playing oblivion and you got to a part in the game where there was supposed to be a scene but you got there too early I used, <laughs> I used to call it the Oblivion Shuffle because there would be people who would go from completely just doing walking speed to whole, totally hauling ass to going back to walking speed so they would be in the part where they have the cutscene <laughs> I used to love that shit but uh, I don't know it's, yeah, the, it's definitely got some gamey stuff to it but yeah, I, I feel like I am enjoying it a lot more this time around than I am the first time. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, I do appreciate everybody listening. And if you are playing along with us, or even if you're not, and you just want to talk about the last of us, definitely send me an email. I want to read it. Uh, it's a uh, drew at ZTGD.com. Uh, you can also follow us all on Twitter. I'm at DMO fury. Matt is at REMGS and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. We're going to finish off The Last of Us on the next recording, and we are also going to be playing through The Left Behind DLC, which actually came with the, uh, the remastered edition. So, um, that, that one shouldn't take too long to talk about. Uh, because, I can't wait to play
1: it because I haven't
0: yet. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things. And I, I, I actually enjoyed that. That, that's one of the things I have to say is that I, I did play through that DLC whenever I had to review it. I actually enjoyed it. Um, it's got some really good moments in it. Um, but yeah, we'll also be talking about that after we finish the game. Then we'll go into the DLC. Um, or, I know when the DLC takes place. We could just intertwine it with where we're at in the game. If we want to do that. We'll we'll figure it out. That's not a big deal. But uh, yeah, that's it for us. Um, We will be back next week. But until then, I am Drew. And I'm back. And we're out of here. You guys have a great week. And we'll be back with the finale of The Last of Us.